0: just couldn't help myself this morning and this is the last time we hear the Alleluia until Easter and so I asked Andy for an extra flurry so I hope that was okay with everyone. Jeff and uh, myself a few others from the parish uh, returned from Honduras this past week. Uh, Jeff and a few others uh, last evening. Uh, I returned um, along with a couple of others uh, on Tuesday and we had a, a very, uh, just a very wonderful time there. The people are so gracious, so kind, uh, so want for us to uh, have this twinning relationship with them that they they just bent over backwards. They they you know treated us like royalty. It was a very wonderful experience. And, and you know, I, I know last week I half jokingly, or maybe two weeks ago, said something about having to buy insurance for kidnapping. Um, and it it wasn't like that. I you know uh, I I felt pretty safe uh, the time we were there. So I look forward to our uh, parishioners, some of you and and some of our kids going down in future years. Actually, we had uh, youngsters from Seton and Elder High School with us who went down to sing as part of the celebration for Our Lady of Suyapa. and they didn't want to leave. They didn't want to come home. Uh, so they had a, a great time there and. Uh, so good things are happening and, and you'll certainly hear more and more about that as time goes on. Some of you are probably wondering what this is about. Um, just don't rub my head, okay, and we'll be its a little sore already. Um, we have a, a youngster here, Nick Fulkins, um, who has uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And this past Thursday he had surgery and uh, things looked very, very hopeful. They were able to remove uh, 75-80%, to 80%, and the doctors are very positive about being able to, uh, uh, you know, to remove the rest of that with either chemo or radiation. And uh, so on Wednesday what happened was the 8th grade boys, some of whom are sitting back here, and uh, Mr. T and uh, Dr. Wrigling got their head shaved, and even I think one or two of the fathers uh, of the boys. Um, so I joined with them, but I went to the barber on Thursday morning before I went down to be with uh, Nick's family as he was uh, going through surgery. So things are very good there. The, the family is very thankful to all of the parish, everybody who's been praying for Nick, and uh, certainly ask that you continue to do that. But he is up walking and uh, getting around, so things are looking pretty good. You know, I have, um, I have 17 nephews. And a, a number of years ago, quite a few years ago, um, one of my sister-in-laws uh, related a story to me about an experience that she had had with um, my then seven-year-old nephew the previous summer. He's now 29. He has a second child on the way and uh, doing very, very well with his family. But at that point, as a seven-year-old, he wanted to get rid of the mosquitoes which were plaguing him and his friends. So he, he was sitting there pondering for quite a while to the point where his mother got a little bit worried about how quiet he had gotten. So she asked him, you know, what was the matter? And he looked up, and he he said to her, you know, do do you think it would be alright to ask God to take all the mosquitoes in the world and make them fly higher and higher until they got lost and couldn't come back and bite little boys? So my sister-in-law, with uh, the infinite wisdom of a parent, responded, well, yeah, you know, I think you could ask God to do that for you. So After a little while, she noticed that he was still awfully quiet. So, once again, she asked, what's the matter? And my nephew's response to her was, well, Mommy, what's God's telephone number? And I suspect that for many of us here, that's the same sort of problem we have in our relationship with God. God has a number that we've forgotten, or maybe we think that number is unlisted. No matter how much we seek Him, we we don't seem to be able to find Him. No matter how much we call, there seems to be no answer. God is seemingly silent. God is distant from us in our lives. So I'd like to suggest that our real problem is the very fact that we have forgotten that God has already called us, and God is still calling us over and over again. Perhaps we've forgotten that the the real and true essence of Christianity is not in our initiative, is not in our contacting god but in our response to him because it is god who calls us to be more and more like himself so how is it then that that we can that we can have so radically lost touch with our christian roots and so fully reverse the the essence of our own christianity How is it that we have lost touch with the the very fact that God wants us to be so much more like His Son Jesus Christ? Lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. But perhaps for today, two might warrant our attention. One of them is clutter. And the other is fear in our lives. Now moms, I know you find yourselves really busy rushing about endlessly from task to task, chauffeuring uh, the entire neighborhood off to school, cleaning the house, rushing to work, preparing for dinner, the list goes on. And dads, you're constantly fighting traffic on the way to and from work, especially if you're on 71 inching along the highways, rushing to make the sale or complete the report, meet with this committee or that committee, rush to drive the kids to early evening activities, helping prepare a meal, I hope, or doing the dishes at least. And the kids. The days are filled with school, sports, dance classes, Maybe, from time to time, a little homework. And these tasks, they don't give us the time when we get so caught up with them. They don't give us the time to remember ourselves, yet alone remember God. You know, we're so busy doing things that we have ourselves become things. And that's not at all what God wants of us. We're so caught up in the grind of the day-to-day living that we, we lose track of who we are. We lose track of about, you know, what our Christian faith can mean to us. And, and we're, we're willing to, we're not willing to break through that, the clutter to find space, to find time so that we can listen to God calling us. We prevent ourselves from hearing the call which lies within our own inner selves, the call of God who wants nothing more than for us to be just like him. But suppose then that we do take the time And we do allow God to break through to us. Suppose we do overcome the the hustle and the bustle of life and we, we begin to hear the call of God. And then, too often, fear takes over, it deafens us, and we shut God out. We find that what he is asking of us is just a little too difficult. And God's call always demands a response. A response of nothing less than the fullness of ourselves to a total commitment. And the total commitment demanded by God's call, well, it was very frightening for Isaiah. Isaiah felt that he was doomed by that call. You know, he remembered what had happened to other prophets, each and every one of them killed because God called them to be his voice. And for us, commitment is unfamiliar. And we're more frightened than Isaiah. But on the other hand, That that unfamiliarity with commitment forces us to recognize that we cannot respond to God's call of our own accord. And God doesn't expect us to. He's there. He's here with us to help us. And like Peter, hearing God's call reminds us of our own helplessness our own sinfulness in the face of a holy God. And yet the call remains. The call remains. Each and every one of us has a role to play in salvation, in God's plan for salvation. Each of us is called to to lead ourselves, others back to the one who first leads us. And each of us is called to walk the path of holiness. That just maybe we might become whole in God. And that we might then become more like Him. And to do less, to do less is to destroy ourselves. To drown ourselves in a sea of, of forgetfulness. And so dare then, Dare to break through the clutter of your lives. And dare to overcome the fear and be be still enough to hear the voice of God. And then hearing it, become who you are called to be by a God who loves you. And become God's prophets and God's apostles. Become his saints his people and proclaim hope by your words and your actions to a world which has all too often forgotten who he is and which is all too often afraid to respond to what he